Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. Our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to cmascolonialhonda.com Select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 1061. And good morning, everybody. Monday morning, following a big weekend of sports. And I wish I had great news for you to start things off, but I'm telling you what, on the Sports King program, I have said this repeatedly. My biggest concern in sports was if you don't have a bubble concept like Adam Silver in the NBA. Success, in my opinion, would be limited. I wanted the best. I'm the most optimistic person you'll ever meet. I hope for the best, prayed for the best. But I saw this coming like an accident. You see two cars coming, you know they're going to hit, and you're like, oh, you look away because you know it's coming, you just don't know when. I saw this coming, and today it has happened already. The Miami Marlins home opener against the Baltimore Orioles has been canceled tonight, according to ESPN's Jeff Passan, as coronavirus has hit Major League Baseball. Eight, uh, excuse me, 12 players, two coaches have now uh, basically been announced as positive. So that's a situation right now we're dealing with 14 total. So the Marlins are positive. This is the tip of the iceberg. This is not going away. Unfortunately, you look at a situation now where you have people going into Philadelphia. The Yankees are supposed to go in there. If you're a member of the New York Yankees, do you now say, yeah, I feel good about going in that locker room, showering in that locker room, playing on that field, being next to these guys that are already infected? You say to yourself, no can do. I mean, you got uh, all millionaires across the board, high price, high profile guys. And everybody on that team is looking at this saying, I'm not going in there. Why would I go in there? I'm not going to risk this. And you can't blame them. So the situation with the Marlins, very fluid right now. After a weekend where I was like, wow, starting to see some good baseball, starting to get used to no fans. I don't think we'll ever get used to that. But trying to make the best of a bad situation is Major League Baseball. When you look at this and you say, okay, where do you go from here? You can't just cancel tonight and then have the Marlins back and play tomorrow night. This is a minimum 14-day deal at the very best. Now, you don't know how different players are going to react, how different coaches are going to react. So 
in essence, the Marlins are going to be taken out of the equation. It's the only way it can happen. You can't have the Marlins unless you bring up a bunch of no-name guys from AA, AAA and try to throw them in there and try to cobble together a lineup. That's not going to work, okay? So for all intents and purposes right now, Major League Baseball is dangling by a thread. Make no mistake about it. I can't paint it any other way. I can't sugarcoat it any other way. I'd love to say, hey, it's just a minor setback. Folks, this is beyond a minor setback. This could be a death knell to Major League Baseball. And you say, hey, that could be dramatic. What you're saying, I'm telling you right now, the only sustainable way sports of any kind can happen right now is Adam Silver and the situation with the NBA. That is it. It's working well there. And I'm going to talk about a player there that allegedly went home to a family function, maybe a funeral, uh, getting all the details there. And he went out supposedly to a strip club. Now he's coming back into the bubble and they're like, ho, 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 you now uh, are in quarantine for 10 to 14 days. So as I said on the show on Friday, it only takes one knucklehead to go out and say, you know, and I said this. On one hand, you've got 18 to 22-year-old players, young men that think they're indestructible, that say, well, you know, if I go to the strip club and if I hang out with these girls or if I do this or go to this club with these guys and my buddies and hang out who I don't know where they've been uh, just because they're my guys or these are some ladies I like to hang out with, you don't know who you're intermingling with. And if one person is intermingled with somebody else and they have it and you get it and you take it back, a league hangs in the balance. That's how dangerous the situation is. So now the Miami Marlins uh, are looking at a situation where their season could derail baseball, and it is very, very sad indeed that this has happened, but it's almost uh, we're almost waiting for the other shoe to drop. Now, you look at the situation with Miami. Are they the only team right now? That's all we've heard. Now, we don't know. These other teams have not all reported in, but there could be an isolated case here and there. The reason why it was so uh, precarious to begin with is because with the travel and the hotel and the different people you come in contact with and the facilities, and if one person touches the wrong surface, I mean, go on and on and on and it can spread like a wildfire. So the Marlins are the first team. So what happens? Do you take the Marlins out of Major League Baseball and continue with the rest of the team? You can't do it. I mean, you just can't do it. But there's a mess on the hands of Rob Manford this morning. He has to decide what to do. Do you do what is right for the league and try to shut the whole deal down for the safety of everybody concerned? Or do you say, hey, we gave it our best, it just didn't work? We need to take the train off the tracks and say, that's it. There'll be no more baseball. What's your take? 804-327-0888 is the number. Love to hear from you on this Monday morning where we're having breaking news. 14 total Marlins coaches and players all are under a situation where they have tested positive for the coronavirus. Tonight's game against the Baltimore Orioles has been canceled. It was supposed to be a home opener. Now, the Marlins remain in Philadelphia. They continue to undergo further testing after the weekend series. It's also possible that infections occurred Wednesday on the team's trip from Atlanta where the Marlins played the Braves in an exhibition game. So now that exhibition game with the Braves, the Braves are sitting there sweating bullets now, wondering if anything happened. I mean, you're talking about a guy on first base that could be uh, infected, and then you got Freddie 
uh, Freeman, who just came off of coronavirus, standing side by side. He's trying to tag the guy at first base or right within close proximity. You worry about that. So now the Marlins play the Braves, and this team played this team, and this guy went this place, and then you know what's going on here. So that's where the problem lies. Who came in contact with who? Who's positive? Where do we go from here? So right now, the situation with 14 total, uh, it is a growing, growing concern, and we're waiting as we are hoping to hear from Ron Manford. Uh, Many people are saying right now, if you're a member of the New York Yankees, supposedly having to go to Philadelphia, what do you do? Do you say we're not going? Do you go and throw caution to the wind? I can't see them doing that. If I'm anybody on the Yankees, and I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but if I'm a member of the New York Yankees, I'm not going into that locker room. I don't feel comfortable in that locker room. I'm not hanging out around a batting cage or going near anybody from Philadelphia, even though I have to as part of baseball, because of the fear factor involved and the risk factor involved. So that's what's happening right now, right off the right off the bat this morning. I'm trying to, and I was hoping to, talk nothing about this and talk about results, which we saw some good baseball and some bad baseball over the weekend, but nonetheless, we saw baseball. It was exciting to see, starting with Thursday night, of course, with the Nationals starting things off. I wanted to talk about all that, but now we have been told that the Yankees, uh, we've got a breaking story here, Yankees outfielder Giancarlo Stanton talking about uh, this uh, right now, we're going to try to get some comments from him. There is a lot of things going on. The Yankees are going to be asked all day what they're going to do. That could be one of the key pendulum swings here. If the Yankees say we're not going to go, that could derail the whole thing as well. So just a lot of fluidity right now. Um, the Blue Jays, of course, uh, the Nationals are supposed to host the Blue Jays four games starting tonight. But a big mess going on. And it is just absolutely, there's so much going on behind the scenes here. Crazy. So that's some of what happened this weekend. I want to start with the baseball scores, but uh, this overshadows everything. Going back to, of course, opening night, the Nationals uh, lost their opener 4-1. to one. The Dodgers won 8-1. Uh, to one. So we had some good baseball on Thursday night. Uh, of course, the rain out with the Nationals uh, started that off, uh, six-inning loss there. Uh, on Friday, we saw some good games, and then Saturday, Of course, some more yesterday, some more. So we're seeing some really good situations develop in terms of uh, guys getting back on the field. And all of a sudden, we get this report breaking this morning. So here is where I stand on this right now. I feel very strong about the fact that the NBA will be able to have a season. A season, it'll be shortened. They'll be able to have it. They'll be able to get the playoffs. I think they can pull it off and have a world title winner there in the NBA. Major League Baseball, sadly, I think will be done. And I don't mean to be the alarmist. I don't want to send the bad news down the train tracks, but I'm telling you right now, I see it coming. Baseball, I can't see can be sustained because of the travel. Because of the travel city to city, it just can't happen. Now, let's go on. College football can't happen. In my opinion, sadly, I love the sport. Football, my favorite sport, You can't have college football. You can't put players at risk from a travel situation. Just can't do it. Then you've got older coaches. Then you've got support staff. Can't sustain college football in a travel situation unless guys are in a bubble and you can't bubble football but so much. You can't do it to the level where teams have to travel, have to go to hotels, have to go here, have to go there, and that's where it's at. 
the worry for me on college football is not only about the universities and the loss of revenues, but about the surrounding team areas uh, with the uh, restaurants and the little pubs and the little bakeries and the uh, ice cream shops and all the things that make college football what college football is. Those people, uh, my heart breaks for, because when you look at the fact that the college football season for many of these towns, that's where they make the lion's share of their money. That's why all these folks have invested money to be in those towns and to take that away from them. Potentially, it hasn't been announced yet. But if it does happen, as I see it happening, college football will not be played in the fall. No sustainable way to do this safely. And I'm just saying that short of a vaccine, short of something. And there's trials going on, and we hope that's the case. But right now, I can't see college football. The NFL, supposed to be guys reporting this week. Now they're talking about the situation. If guys are in risky situations or hanging around groups and parties, and these are young guys we're talking about now that want to go out and want to hang out with their buddies and want to be able to celebrate the fact that they're millionaires and enjoy themselves. If they attend any high-risk event, such as a party with more than 15 people or go to an event or a church service, I mean, it's getting to the point where guys are not going to be able to go anywhere. Uh, The memo from the NFL defines high-risk conduct as, quote, an indoor nightclub with 15 or more people. How many nightclubs have you been to without 15 people? An indoor bar with no more than 15 people. Once again, an indoor house party with no more than 15 people. Dak Prescott already blew that out of the water, so we know what happened there. An indoor religious service attended more than 25% of the venue's capacity. Players are going to have to be careful outside of the building, said Andrew Whitworth uh, from the Los Angeles Rams. He said on a conference call after disclosing that he and his entire family got the virus after one of them went to lunch with a friend. All it takes is one exposure. It can spread like wildfire. Other items addressed in this weekend's NFLPA memo, there will be no restriction in the 2020 player salaries or bonuses if there is a complete NFL season. $17 million in 2020 player benefits have been canceled, including the second career savings plan, tuition assistance, and playoff bye week. Those benefits will be repaid to the players through a new benefit starting in 2023. Most of the canceled benefits would have been this year under the CBA signed in March, and they will be instead in 2021. If at least one week of games is played in the NFL players who are on a team's week one roster or practice squad will not have their contracts toll and will receive one full credited season for the purpose of pension and benefits and an accrued season toward free agency. Now there's a lot more to this, but I'm going to tell you right now, the NFL cannot bubble itself. Folks, the NFL in the shield, Roger Goodell would rather swallow broken glass than give up a NFL season. We understand that. We know the owners want him to make it happen. But as it is in college football, as it is in Major League Baseball, the element of travel from city to city, there is no sustainable way you can bubble an entire team to go from city to city. Just can't do it. Somebody's going to touch something. Somebody's going to come in contact with someone. And then what happens if on a Saturday night before a game, a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a offensive lineman, key guys, three to five guys off of a team that you're counting on to help lead you to victory are now wiped away. Okay, let's say just for uh, discussionary purposes, you get Tom Brady, you get a Gronk, you get a Chris Godwin from the Buccaneers, they basically get come down with the virus. Uh, then you have to go to second-tier players 
and uh, you bring in guys and backups that you're like, I'm not sure what they can do. You could wipe out an entire team's fortunes just from one particular night. So as I see it right now, it's going to be the NBA will be your uh, bell cow, if you will. The one team that can be successful, the one uh, organization that can be successful will be the NBA because of the way it's set up. And Adam Silver, to his credit, I think it's the best chance for success. Right now, Major League Baseball, in my opinion, they're going to come out with this. I have a feeling that it will not be continuing in baseball. That's my take. Uh, the NFL, not going to happen. My take. College football, not going to happen. My take. Not the takes I want to give you. Not the takes I want to tell you. It's just what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing from sources and people I know. Certain guys that I've talked to that are playing in the league right now have told me privately, I'm not going, man. I'm not putting my family at that risk. And veterans that I know have told me, I got plenty of money. I got plenty of food. I got plenty of health right now in my family. Why would I throw that all to caution to the wind and go out and try to risk it? I'll just sit back and wait and hopefully things improve. That's what veterans are looking at doing. I mean, if you're a guy with tens of millions in the bank, that's one thing. If you're a rookie coming up trying to say, I'm trying to make my first contract, make my first team, a little different scenario. You're willing to you know, throw caution in the wind because you want that money, you need that money, and you have to have that sour. So it's two sides of the coin there, a veteran side and a rookie side. But right now, we're all looking at this from an NFL aspect coming in this week. And yes, uh, I have a neighbor who is a uh, security guard at Redskins Park, former Redskins Park, Washington football team park, apologize. Um, But he's up there now, and he's basically going to be up there for several months, quarantined in a hotel to go to the park to be security for the team. So that's his scenario. Now, as you bring players in every day and they're getting the temperature check, that's only one aspect of it. They have to have the two negatives before they can continue to practice and be uh, you know, quitted with everybody else. But that's only for the one day. If they go back outside the facility and come in contact with somebody, you can wash it all the way. So therein lies the rub for me. So I am very sad to announce the 14 total, 12 players, two coaches have tested positive for Miami Marlins. Baseball is sitting there dangling by a thread right now, waiting for somebody like a Rob Manford to come up to the podium this morning and say that here's what we're going to do. We either have to shut it down or uh, continue testing and try to come up with something. But not to have a backup plan, I can't see what the backup plan is really, other than taking that team out of the equation and playing with less teams. But then again, is that really a true champion if you have one I, I just don't see with the travel element how we can make this through we'd love to hear from you this morning 804-327-0888 what's your take do you agree with me do you think there'll be college football nfl uh, do you think anything outside of the bubble effect will survive in today's sports landscape based on what we're dealing with the coronavirus i think right now it's only the nba that has the purest and best shot and adam silver deserves a lot of credit because that's the only sustainable way forward we will uh, follow up on this and take your phone calls, 804-327-0888. You're listening to the Sports King on a Monday morning. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Joe Beninati. You're listening to the Sports King, Jamie King on Sports 1061. Hi, sports fans. It's the Sports King for the Podiatry Center of renowned foot doctor, Dr. Paul Ross. Dr. Ross is an expert who develops individual game plans for the sole purpose of getting his patients back to 100% as quickly as possible. In my case, I wore soft casts, hard casts. I was in pain and I saw no relief. 
that is, until Dr. Ross came to the rescue. He restored my foot to the way it was originally, and he gave me the quality of life I so desperately wanted to return to. He can do the same for you. He has state-of-the-art techniques and strategies to ensure your pain and issues become a thing of the past. If you've tried the rest, do yourself a favor and now try the best. Call today. Two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. Let's get back to the guy who said where there's a will, there's a relative. Oh, you're listening to Sports King right here on Sports 1061. Welcome back, everyone. Monday morning mayhem on the Sports King as Major League Baseball has announced their 14 players could be the tip of the iceberg, could be the death knell for baseball. Sad to say, but a possibility. Many more players may be infected. The May is underlined. We don't know for sure, but the Phillies are undergoing testing to see if anybody came in contact with the Marlins players to the point where someone might be infected. We're going to follow this as well. And right now we had a uh, quote from Buster Olney on Twitter. He said, Major League Baseball and the Players Union made the mutual decision to try and play a season this year, and those two entities share the ethical responsibility of pausing, postponing, or canceling if that's what's in the best interest of players and staffers. The Marlins situation will test this. And very well put there. But you're in a situation that's no win right now for Rob Manford. We're going to wait what he has to say, the commissioner of baseball and see what's going to happen. Of course, the the Phillies uh, are supposed to take on the Yankees. That game is hanging by thread, waiting to hear if that's going to happen. Of course, right now, the word out of Philadelphia is the clubhouse looks like a hazmat area. There's fumigation underway, all kinds of situations going on there as far as cleaning every way, shape, or form, trying to get it ready for the Yankees. And if you remember the Yankees, I'm looking at this saying, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to go in there, go to the belly of the beast. If there's anything in there, I touch, and I'm just worried about the whole situation. So the Yankees are the team that uh, could really fall behind this latest outbreak, and you wonder what they're thinking right now this morning, waiting for the cleaning of the Philadelphia visitor clubhouse portion. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors out there for which we cannot do the program. Nerve Company, never underestimate Radical Vision. You can reach CEO Andrew Fisher and his outstanding team in Denver, Colorado. Good morning, Denver. Go to www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. They do graphics, website design, marketing plans. They do it all, and they do it at www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. I want to say hi to our great friends at CMA Colonial Honda. They continue to keep lives moving forward. Go out and see for yourself. They have new cars, used cars, and amazing selection, which can be delivered directly to your door if you want them to. President and General Manager Tim Cosgrove has the best car selling team in the country, and they will make it happen for you every single time that CMA colonial honda and by the podiatry center of dr paul ross if you have a foot problem of any kind call dr ross and his staff they'll get you on the road to recovery with offices in springfield virginia bethesda maryland join the over 180,000 people of which i'm one who has seen dr ross the best in the business of course the sports king show features the ross rules of foot care heard here weekly to help those in need of foot care advice and assistance it's the ross rules on the Sports King Show. And we welcome back our great friend 
He is Joe Moglia and the Joe Moglia Report brought to you exclusively by Coastal Carolina University. We love the Chanticleers here on the Sports King Show. Listen to the current chairman of TD Ameritrade who offers in life, finance, and sports. It's heard here exclusively weekly on the Sports King Show. It's the return of the Joe Moglia Report. So as we follow the situation with Major League Baseball, we also uh, very saddened to hear about that because that was something we didn't want to hear, didn't want to face, hoping for the best and holding our breath basically collectively as we waited for something positive. But when you looked at the weekend as a whole, you smiled for a little bit. You were able to, despite the fact that no fans in the stands and, of course, piped in music, piped in sound, it was something where you were like, okay, at least we had the opportunity to see some baseball. So. With that, I'm going to go through some of the scores from yesterday and tell you some of the highlights, and we'll get back to our top story. If you'd like to chime in, 804-327-0888. Do you think Major League Baseball will continue? Do you think it can continue? What about college football? What about the NFL? Do you think either one has a sustainable plan for the future? I don't. I wonder what you think, and I'd love to hear from you. Mike Neville coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. He's going to call in, and we're going to talk about this and much, much more as we go through the scoreboard. But I do want to let you know, you know the Nationals so far have been you know, uneven. They looked good for a while yesterday, then the roof caved in. But uh, you know it is happening right now. Major League Baseball, the scores and the things we're seeing, you're like, wow, what's happening there? Like the Red Sox and the Orioles on Saturday, uh, of course, there was a big beatdown by the Orioles coming out of the gates pretty quickly. But here's some of the scores from yesterday. The Marlins defeated... The Phillies, uh, 11-6, the Phillies pounded four home runs as the Marlins went through 179 pitches in this game. It was a long affair. The Marlins improved to 2-1, Phillies 1-2, but you wonder if that's the last time we'll see the Marlins based on the story that is just broken. The Yankees defeat the Nationals 3-2, and it's a situation where the Yankees were down in this game, and the Nationals gave it up late. Zach Britton gets a save. The loss goes to Sean Doolittle. And is the Yankees improving the two to one? The Nationals fall the one and two. The Tigers of Detroit uh, two and one uh, on the year three to two winners over the Reds. Reds look good early on, and the situation where the Tigers now are two and one on the young season. Uh, the Indians of Cleveland two and one now they win nine to two over the Royals. Uh, the win is Bolano, uh The win is Carrasco. Bolanos takes the loss. Uh, there for the Royals. The Blue Jays and Rays hooked up. It was the Rays raising up. Uh, Rowe wins for the Rays. Yamaguchi loses for the Blue Jays 6-5. to five. Once again, Rays over Jays there. The much-improved Baltimore Orioles surprising the Red Sox 7-4. to four. Uh, In this game, LeBlanc gets the win for the Orioles, goes to 1-0. and oh. Loss goes to Weber for the Red Sox. The save goes to Solcer. For the Orioles, Orioles once again seven to four winners over the Red Sox, the Twins and White Sox. What a slugfest this was! Uh, Cruz homer twice in this one. The Twins win fourteen to two, improving to two to one. Kenton Maeda gets a win for the Twins. Lopez the loss for the White Sox. In the Mariners Astros game, the Astros lose seven to six. Uh, Lewis, two RBIs to lead the eighth. Uh, Mariners uh, over the Astros, 7-6. Kyle Lewis hit a tie-breaking two-run single in the eighth inning in this one. Altavila wins for the Mariners. Uh, Davinsky, the loss for the Astros. Williams gets your save in this win 
over the Astros. Mariners improve, uh, fall to one, and, well, actually improved to one and two. Astros two and one on the young year. The Pirates against the Cardinals. Pirates uh, one and two on the year. They went five to one. And in this game, uh, a funny situation, uh, Derek Shelton was actually thrown out of this game, but he had an argument, and he was socially distanced to have an argument with an umpire, and this is what it sounded like during that argument. You know, part of this is that it is a day game. Part of this is that you're trying to get others into the lineup, and someone has been tossed. Someone in that Pirates dugout has been tossed. And remember, it was Gerard Dyson who had words with the home plate umpire. And it may be the manager, Derek Shelton. Now, part of an argument is you got to put on your mask and stay socially distanced. You can't get toe-to-toe in these arguments. Uh, Earl Weaver is rolling over in his grave. He would have never survived the former Baltimore Oriole great who loved to get an inch from an umpire's face, Derek Shelton. Gets uh, the hook in this one. The Pirates manager uh, gets an argument, gets thrown out of the game, had to wear a mask. Now, here's the deal. If you're a manager or a player and you argue balls and strikes, you're going to go anyway. But if you argue with an umpire at any time, you have to do two things. Before you start the argument, you have to put the mask on and you have to stay socially distanced. Can you imagine Earl Weaver, he would have retired just on principle, not being able to get an inch from an umpire's face and screaming at an umpire just the way he did it. And uh, he would definitely not like the way things are today, Earl Weaver. Uh, But in this situation, the Pirates manager argues uh, through the mask, got his first win, but his first win was witnessed in the locker room because he wasn't able to uh, basically watch it live. He was tossed in the 5-1 to win over the Cardinals. The Pirates improved to 1-2 and in the year. So that's happening there. It was the Cubs over the uh, Brewers 9-1 to in this game. Of course, Tyler Chatwood pitched three-hit ball over six innings. He looked dominant 9-1 to there. He's 1-0 in the year with a 1.50 ERA. Peralta gets a loss for the Brew Crew. It was the Rockies over the Rangers, 5-2. to two. Uh, Trevor Story homered twice. This kid is just a really good hitter. Uh, Corey Kluber left uh, his Texas debut with shoulder stiffness in this game. The Rockies win 5-2. to two. Freeland gets a win for the Rockies. Palumbo, the loss for the Rangers. Davis, Wade Davis, gets a save for the Rockies. It was the Athletics, 6, the Angels, 4. And uh, Shoei Otani, this guy's supposed to be a two-way player. He's supposed to be a pitcher. He's supposed to be an outfielder. He's supposed to be able to do everything. He did not record a single out during his long-awaited return in this win. It was Petit getting the win for the Athletics. Otani got the loss, and Hendricks gets the save as the Athletics defeat the Angels 6-4. to four. It's the Diamondbacks 4, the Padres 3. The Diamondbacks rally against the Padres' bullpen. Cattell Marte hit a go-ahead sacrifice fly off struggling Kirby Yates on Sunday, and it is the Diamondbacks winning this one 4-3 to in this game. Bradley gets the win, Yates the loss for the Padres. It was the Atlanta Braves of Ben Maitland who improved to 14, uh, excuse me, to 2-1 with a 14-1 destruction over the Mets. Swanson, Dansby Swanson, tied his career high with five RBI in the Atlanta Braves definitely were on top of this from the start as uh, he belted out five RBIs, 14-1 dominant victory as the Braves improved to 2-1. Chasine gets the win. Porcello, the loss for the Mets, a 14-1 beatdown. In this game, 17 hits for Ben Maitland's Atlanta Braves. And he was happy.
I know that Coors Light tasted just a little bit better as you watch as Atlanta Braves defeat the Mets. And finally, it was the Giants uh, pulling even two and two in the year against the Dodgers, two and two with a three to one win. The Giants beat the Dodgers three to one to gain a split of the season opening series. And we want to head to Sports King headquarters. We got Ben Maitland who's got some updated news. Ben. Yeah, Jamie, good morning. Uh, as you have been talking about for most of the first hour here, uh, the breaking news that came across a little while ago this morning that the um, at the number of players that have tested positive for the Marlins, uh, we talked about the trickle-down effect from, from what has happened, the Marlins home opener against the O's being canceled. Uh, right now, this came across a few minutes ago from Ken Rosenthal, the uh, Yankees-Phillies game that was supposed to be held at Citizens Bank Park tonight in Philadelphia uh, has been postponed. I think that's the word that is being used at the moment. Not outright canceled, but postponed, uh, that being Yankees-Phillies. Of course, that's where the Marlins played over the weekend. There was a lot of talk about uh, the visitors' clubhouse and and if the Yankees could go in there tonight and actually play a game against Philadelphia. Right now, that game is not happening. Not using the word canceled, postponed is what is being tossed around, but they will not be playing tonight in Philly. Okay, Ben, now I don't want to split hairs with you, my friend, and uh, you're a straight shooter, so tell me the difference between postponed point. and canceled. Are uh, we not talking one and the same here? If you're postponed, you're still canceled, correct? Or yeah, am I wrong on this? You, I mean, it's kind of splitting hairs, but you're, you're okay. on the right track. Okay. Postponed, I got Jim, you. Jim Salisbury, who follows the uh, Phillies beat for NBC Sports Philadelphia, uh, says that the word he's hearing is postponed, so... Okay. Maybe they come back and revisit it here in a day or two. Um, give it a day to to maybe disinfect the visitors' clubhouse. That's you referenced that earlier. the The quote that I saw from John Heyman is that the visitors' clubhouse in Citizens Bank Park was being disinfected fifty different ways, <laughs> whatever that means. Okay. So, again, it could uh, they could revisit this, but for the time being, they will not be playing ball in Philly tonight. Okay, so Ben Maitland with some breaking news that the Phillies and Yankees tonight. The game has been postponed. Some may say canceled, but you we're can going put in postponed. parentheses canceled, I guess, if you really canceled parentheses, really, really but postponed. To, so. Okay. So thank you for that for that, Ben. But here's the thing. If you're Giancarlo Stanton, if you're Aaron Judge, if you're some of the top players or any player on a Yankee team that uh, makes a ton of money, which all of them do, let's face it, and you're sitting there, you're saying to yourself, I'm going to go in this Phillies locker room. They're going to fumigate it, and they're going to clean it, uh, you know, 50 ways. But what if I touch the wrong thing? What if I happen to lean against the wrong thing? What if something touches me that's not supposed to? And, yes, you're going a little bit to the extreme, but you think to yourself, what in there did somebody touch? Or what in there maybe did somebody uh, leaned on or did something to that if I touch it, you know, it starts playing tricks on you and you're going into an environment where you're like, ah, I don't know about this, man. I'm in here, but I don't know how long I want to be in here to change the shower, to, you know, do my thing beforehand. Uh, a locker room is a place in a clubhouse where guys can congregate, can sit and talk and, and play cards normally and, and talk about family things and enjoy themselves and decompress before heading out to take practice, infield practice, batting practice. Now, trust me, if I'm a Yankee, I'm going to go in that locker room as quickly as I can, not touch anything, change my clothes, get out on the field as quickly as I can, have my mask on, don't come in contact with anybody, do my cuts, get back, hurry up, and let's get the heck out of here and get back to the hotel as quickly as you can. But in that situation, you're still worrying about everything there. You just don't know. Was it something in that 
clubhouse? Was it something somewhere outside by a batting cage? Was it here? And you start playing things and tricks go into your head and you're saying, you know, your mind's playing tricks on you. Where is this coming from? So the scenario right now is it is a wait and see approach. We're wondering right now, was Ben said a cancellation postponement of tonight's game. You wonder if Rob Manfred's going to come out and get in front of this today and say, here's a situation. We can't safely sustain this going forward, or if we're going to basically take this team out of the entire equation altogether and move forward with one less team. And now they're talking about the possibility, maybe bring up some single A, double A, triple A players, guys with no major league service and try to fill in the gaps and hope for the best which is definitely a, a horrible thing for the game itself. Yes, it's great for the young players that come up that never had a chance, but the guys that are there, the vested veterans that are now not there and the ones the fans have come to know, you won't recognize your team because you won't know their names. You couldn't pick them out of a lineup. So that's some real issues that we're dealing with there. So what's your take? 804-327-0888. Are you surprised? Do you expect anything to happen today? Do you think there'll be a cancellation of the season? Do you think there's any sustainable way forward? Love to hear from you, 804-327-0888. do want to let you know other baseball news. Houston Astros ace Justin Verlander, local product, will miss time because of a strained right forearm. But he's disputing the report that he's finished for the season. He said, quote, the report that I'm currently missing the rest of the season is not accurate. There is a forearm strain. I'm hopeful that with some rest it will heal, and I'll be able to return soon. Thank you all for the well wishes. And uh, it's a basic uh, situation that you're hoping that it will get better for him, a situation that you wonder about. Dusty Baker also pumped the brakes on that situation. So let's take a listen to the Astros uh, manager, Dusty Baker, on the situation with his star pitcher, Justin Verlander. Well, you know, we know it's a forearm strain. And, uh, you know, he's being seen by the doctor, so he'll probably be shut down for for a couple of weeks. And uh, then we'll see from there. Uh, it happened uh, yesterday, you know, uh, uh, early in the game, but he said he felt, you know, he felt fine. And you see he was throwing the ball great yesterday. So uh, he was feeling fine, and Baker said Verlander felt tenderness in his arm during his Friday start against the Mariners. And Verlander did not hint at being injured in post-game interviews. He did have an MRI this past Saturday. Last year, Cy Young Award winner uh, won the team's opener Friday going six innings, allowing two runs, three hits with seven strikeouts, one walk. He said it happened Friday early in the game. I felt, uh, he said he felt fine, Baker said. You could see he was throwing the ball great. It was kind of a shock to all of us. So Baker said he didn't know. Uh, who would replace Verlander on Wednesday against the Dodgers. We're looking into that. We know we're a little short, especially on veteran arms. We'll still, we're still trying to decide who can help us in the rotation. So Verlander, who was dominant in winning his second Cy Young Award last season, he led the league with 21 wins against six losses. He also made the most starts, 34, pitched the most innings, and had the lowest whip with the, uh, 0.803. When he doesn't start on Wednesday, it'll be the first time Verlander has missed a start from the Astros or the asterisk, as I call them, since he was acquired from Detroit in August of 2017. Verlander, and this is the thing the Sports King told all of you folks, Facebook Live, Sports 106.1, that I was worried about with the NBA. I'm worried about the leg injuries, the calf injuries, the knee injuries, the uh, the strains, the pulls, all those things, because some guys have been coming back too soon trying to do too much. Verlander is not the only pitcher to go down in this abbreviated season so far. Dodgers ace Clayton Kershaw missed his first start because of a back injury. Nationals right-hander MVP of the World Series Steven Strasburg was scratched Saturday because of a nerve issue in his pitching hand. Texas Rangers starter, uh, starter Corey 
Kluber left Sunday's game after one inning because of shoulder tightness. So you're seeing more and more of this, and you're wondering, is it a direct result of not having uh, spring training, a full spring training, to kind of ramp up and get ready for the season? You wonder how much is, for some of the older pitchers, you wonder uh, the fact that they didn't have the preparation time they're normally used to. You wonder how much that played into the situation. So our situation lead story, of course, today is the fact that 14 people from the Marlins, of course, 12 players, two coaches have tested positive for the coronavirus. We are waiting some news about the Major League Baseball's direction from Rob Manford, and we have been notified by Ben Maitland in Sports King headquarters that the Yankees-Phils game has been postponed tonight, in parentheses, canceled. So a situation that we are monitoring as they are there in full hazmat regalia in Philadelphia, trying to clean that locker room and clubhouse area so the Yankees can come in there and play a series. So it's kind of uh, very precarious right now, to say the least. We want to come back. Mike Neville coming up at 11 o'clock hour. We'd love to hear from you. The home opener, once again, for the Miami Marlins has been postponed, and the Yankees-Phillies postponed as well. We're going to take a timeout, come back with more Sports King show. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, this is Ryan Mitchell, former Washington Redskins, and you're listening to the Sports King on Sports 1061. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. Our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to cmascolonialhonda.com, select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. Want to reach the Sports King? Call 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Learn it. Know it. Live it. Final 10 minutes of Hour 1 of the Sports King. It has flown by with a breaking story. The Orioles, New Orleans, uh, Yankees, Phillies all done right now because of this situation. The Marlins cannot play. 14 total folks have tested positive players and coaches, Yankees, Phillies postponed. There is a full fumigation team in the locker room right now. Hazmat suits trying to clean it up to welcome the New York Yankees. And we'll see how that goes. If you're a Yankee, would you want to go there? I want to talk before we get Mike Neville on the line coming up here in the 11 o'clock hour. How about this for genius? Clippers, Lou Williams is going to serve a 10 day quarantine. Of course, Williams has been placed in a 10-day quarantine after the Clippers guard was investigated by the league for what he did on an excused absence from the Orlando, Florida campus. So here's the thing. You're 20-something, 19, 18, whatever your age is in the NBA, you've got millions of dollars in the bank, and of course, you want to date the ladies. I understand that. I get it. I was young at one point. Believe it or not, Sports King was young back in the day. So, yes, if the sports king had millions, and yes, if I was young, and yes, in this situation, 
would it not say to myself, man, I could wish I could go out to that club, and if I was single, I'd love to spend some time with the ladies. I think any red-blooded American male would say the same. For the most part, there are exceptions. But situation happens. The league announced Williams quarantine on Sunday, three down. Now, this is it. You're told that the league is hanging by a thread, that we all have to adhere to the rules, all of us. Not some of us, not a few of us, but all of us. Either we're all in or we're all out. In order for this to happen, we all have to stay under the same guidelines. We all have to respect the situation that we can't color outside the line. We have to do the best for all. So what does Williams do? He is pictured. Uh, of course, you got cameras every everywhere now. The rapper Jack Harlow at an Atlanta strip club Harlow quickly deleted the post from his Instagram story and tweeted Friday, oh, that was an old pic of me and Lou. I was just reminiscing about him because I miss him. Nice try. In the photograph, Williams is holding a drink and wearing an NBA mask giving out to the or during his time at the Orlando campus. Nice try, my man. As Ben says all the time, just a bit outside on that one. So Williams... 33 years of age, has been interviewed, and this guy's a veteran, so he should know better, by NBA security about his whereabouts while he was away from campus. He told them that he went to the Magic City Strip Club in Atlanta for a short time on Thursday, but there were no entertainers present while he was there. Who cares? According to sources, Williams told NBA investigators that he attended a viewing for Paul Williams, which ended, so he goes from a funeral viewing, which he was given the opportunity to do so by the entire bubble organization, the NBA, everybody said, go ahead, go to the viewing and pay your respects. So instead of coming back after that and getting back in the bubble and uh, resuming activities with his team, he decided to take a circuitous route over to the Atlanta strip club after the viewing. That's normally what most folks do after a viewing, then went to magic city for dinner after the uh, strip club. Uh, basically uh, Paul Williams was the father of a close friend and basically, Lou Williams wrote, ask any of my teammates what my favorite restaurant in Atlanta is. And uh, basically, there's nobody partying there, but that's where I go when I like to eat. So he basically goes to the strip club. And now the 10-day quarantine will keep the reigning six-man of the year of the Clippers' first two games away. The Clippers face the Lakers on July 30th and New Orleans on August 1st. Williams is third on the team and scoring 18.7 points per game. Per NBA policy, Williams was tested for the coronavirus each day that he was away from campus. Uh, players are subject to a minimum four-day quarantine after they leave campus for an excused absence. You know, you're in a situation here where Lou Williams is not a rookie, is not a guy that doesn't know what's going on. He's a team leader, supposedly, a guy averaging 18.7 points a game, a guy that's being depended upon. So as a veteran, now if you have an 18, 19-year-old kid doing this, you'll say, hey, you know, it's an era of youth. This guy's 33. He's a grown man, should know better. And after viewing someone that passed and paying your respects, saying I'm a team leader averaging 18 points a game and a guy is being counted on, I need to do what's right, get back to my team because I made this commitment as a team leader. Now, I'm going to go and then i'm going to give the excuse that i like the food in the strip club better than anywhere else in atlanta that's the best place for me to go eat and then i'm going to have to face the wrath because some guy takes a picture of me and then tries to play it off and say oh that was me and him years ago that wasn't me and him recently when he's got a face mask going that was handed out to him while he was in orlando 
folks, as a good friend of mine, Carlton Raymond says to me, he says, coach, you can't make this stuff up. And you literally can't because when you see stuff like this happen, you scratch your head in disbelief and say, we're trying to get through something in unprecedented time for our country and unprecedented time for the sports world. And we finally have your arms around it as the NBA has done so well and try to do it the right way in a bubble scenario. And you got one guy that wants to color outside the lines and do it his way and maybe put the whole thing in peril. This is where you just can't, you just shake your head disbelief and say, why do guys do this? And you understand, yes, I understand he's a young guy. So here's the thing, Lou Williams. If you want to be in the strip club, if you want to hang out the beach, if you want to do all the things outside of that bubble and you can't adhere to the policies and restrictions, don't play. Stay home. Don't put everybody else at risk. Don't put the league at risk. Don't be selfish. But we knew it's a matter of time when you have young players, and I'm talking about the 18 to 21-year-old set, that you would think maybe a young guy like that might try to color outside the lines because those guys have hormones uh, and they're trying to get out there early and often and spend their money and do their thing. We understand that's part of the rookie life, and we know that. But now you got a veteran guy that's been around the block a few times. You think at 33, he was, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and wait till I get out of the bubble scenario and then maybe pick up that baton and live that life afterwards. But right now as a team leader, I'm going to do what's right. But in this case, it's very disappointing. And you're in a situation that, uh, you know, now their head coach, of course, Doc Rivers, doesn't know if he'll have his full roster available for the Clippers' first game of the season against the Lakers this Thursday. He said, I honestly don't know. My guess is I doubt it. I have no idea. So now you got Donk Rivers as a coach and a situation where you've got to support his player, but at the same time, he's sitting there saying to myself, I just got 18.7 points taken out of my starting lineup. Now what do I do? So a situation that very sad in terms of the NBA, Clippers Lou Williams getting a 10-day quarantine. We're going to come back at 11 o'clock hour. We've got Mike Neville around the corner here. He's going to talk about his reaction to the breaking news about the Marlins with 14 total infected with the coronavirus, 12 players, two staff. The Marlins have canceled tonight's game versus the Orioles, and the Phillies and the Yankees are canceled, um, I'm sorry, postponed as well tonight due to the fact that they're fumigating the place, trying to get it ready for the Yankees to arrive. We don't know if it's going to happen, if it's not going to happen, but it is a very precarious situation. Coming back, Mike Nett, right after the top of the hour, it's Sports King on Sports 106.1. You're listening to a man whose yoga instructor asked him how flexible he was, and he replied that he couldn't do Tuesdays. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everyone. Sports King on a Monday morning and breaking news. If you're just joining us, the Major League Baseball announcement that the uh, Miami Marlins have had a total of uh, conflicting reports. We're going to go with 14, 12 players, two coaches have tested positive. The Miami Marlins have canceled tonight's game versus the Baltimore Orioles and the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Yankees are also canceled. Uh, or they're saying postponed, not canceled. 
the splitting hairs there, due to the fact that the Philadelphia clubhouse is being fumigated. So if you were to hover above this with a drone and look down, you see nothing but yellow hazmat suits in there right now as we're trying to clean this 50 ways, uh, any way you can possibly clean a clubhouse. We're trying to do that now. Uh, we welcome to the show longtime broadcaster, our great friend. He's covered high school, college, pro sports for many, many years and is the owner of MHM Productions. Mike Neville joins us. And Mike, just when we were starting to take a sigh of relief and believe that this could be a possibility to enjoy the nation, the national pastime, now all of a sudden they're pumping the brakes. Do you think that this is a death knell for baseball, the tip of the iceberg? Do you think there's any sustainable way? I don't see a way forward. Do you think that baseball can continue because of the travel factor? Well, this was the biggest uh, concern we had, right? The season would get going, and then all of a sudden it would come to a screeching halt because of a situation like we've just had. And uh, I think it's uh, something that's in the back of the mind of all the ball players and the owners and the fans. And uh, uh, you would think that this probably is uh, maybe not the knockout punch, but it certainly has got Major League Baseball and probably the rest of the sports world and leagues uh, wobbling a little bit, uh, very concerned about what could happen. And uh, Unfortunately, it has happened. Uh, uh, talking to Ben before I came on, he was saying, you know, we're hoping to get through at least one week of this and uh, continue to have the hopes rise that we'd have a, you know, a perfect season where we'd have no uh, testing positive results. Of course, we probably figured that wasn't going to happen, but to have it overwhelm one team the way it does or has, and uh, it's, a, it's a tough situation, and uh, I'm sure the NBA and the NHL and even the NFL now are, you know, a little hesitant. Uh, they're they're going to continue, but uh, in the back of their mind, they got to say, man, we just hope this doesn't happen to us where we get three or four games into a season and all of a sudden you have to uh, cancel a bunch of games or postpone, whichever the case may be. And then with baseball, you know, just a 60-game schedule, uh, you know, you're going to have to find a way, way to make up these games if possible because I'm sure they're going to have a bearing on the standings, but uh, very disappointing news and uh, not a good way to start a Monday if you're a sports fan, that's for sure. Mike, is there a possible way to take the Marlins out of the equation as a team and say we'll play with one less team? That's not even an option to me. I think that you know, already waters it down to the point where you can't do it. Then the other option would bring uh, single-A guys, double-A guys, guys with no major league experience, and then it's kind of a, a farce at that point. Do you think – uh, there's any way possible forward for uh, baseball. And my take on this is with the travel, that's that's it. I think the bubble's the only way. And uh, this travel from city to city and the contact with all the different things, as careful as you're trying to be, the surface is there and the opportunity to touch the wrong thing. I just think too much exists right now that this on a travel aspect, and this goes for NFL as well, I just can't see any college football, any NFL and any uh, baseball right now, and I'm wondering about even hockey because of the travel restrictions that would have to be repl- you know placed on these teams. I just don't see a way forward. Um, is there any way you think it can happen? Well, I think the only way it could happen for baseball is if they went to one central place, namely Arizona, because I believe they have like 10 or 15 fields that they could utilize. So I think that's a possibility. But I'm with you. I think that's the only way you can do it. Uh, that was my concern when – uh, the season started up for baseball and, and, and looking forward to uh, football because they are traveling. Like you said, it's not a bubble. The NBA so far, knock on wood, 
has been very successful in their restart and uh, have not had any problems. But again, they're in that bubble situation. So I think I'm kind of in, uh, in agreement with you. I think the only way this thing works is if you have a bubble, but then how do you do it with so many teams in baseball, so many teams in, in uh, football? I just don't know how you can do a bubble, you know, unless you do like hockey and you have two different cities um, as your uh, bubble cities, you know, because hockey is having Toronto and I believe Edmonton as their bubble city. So I think that'll work uh, because they won't be traveling. But you got these sports that you travel, all your, your sports travel, but you have to make some concessions and, um, you know, uh, curtail the traveling aspect of it. And like you say, probably go to a bubble and it's going to be very, very, very difficult for these leagues to uh, try to uh, maintain bubbles when you have so many teams. And like I say, so far, knock on wood, the NBA has been successful. But again, we're only a little bit into the NBA uh, with the scrimmages and, you know, they're getting ready to, to start up their regular season with the eight-game uh, uh, season to determine the seating and so forth. So, again, it's a precarious situation and uh, let's just hope that it, uh, somehow it works out. You know, I'm wondering because uh, watching Korean baseball, and as I was watching at two o'clock in the morning, the fans have been able to watch games in the stadium. They're, they're going to do it without the beer, the food, and sitting next to anybody and so forth. Uh, they've got a lot of changes there, but I haven't heard about a lot of uh, spikes there. And you just wonder what they are doing successfully and why. And I hope there's more communication going between the leagues, but so far we haven't heard a lot about uh, the fact. Uh, how they've succeeded, and maybe we should follow suit if that's the case. But right now, for Major League Baseball, I don't see any way forward as far as that goes. I do want to bring this up to you, Mike. You're a huge NBA fan, a huge Boston Celtic fan. What about this genius Lou Williams, of course, for the Clippers? That uh, And this is a scenario that happened over the weekend. Of course, he leaves the bubble. He's given in the uh, green light to go back and uh, go to a family friend's funeral. And, of course, he goes to a viewing. And the most securitous uh, route after a viewing would be to go to a strip club. I mean, it kind of goes hand-in-hand. You're down, I guess, so then you want to get back up, so let's go over to the strip club. By the way, Lou says this had some of the best food ever in Atlanta, so you're going to take him at his word. But this guy's a 33-year-old guy. You can't make this up. 33-year-old guy. So he's not an 18- to 20-year-old guy. He's a 33-year-old guy, a veteran, 18.7 points a game. He comes back, and now he has to answer to Doc Rivers and company, and Doc Rivers is now saying, I don't have my full complement of players. You're taking 18.7 points a game out of the lineup for the foreseeable future. He won't be there for the openers and a guy that is his top six man in the league. Other than shaking your head, Mike, what do you have to say about this situation? I mean, you can't make this up. Well, it's very disappointing. I mean, you know, he, he not only let him himself, you know, but his teammates and his coach and, you know, Doc Rivers, of course, uh, who I admire, I think is one of the best coaches in the NBA and, uh, uh, it's got to be very disappointing. Uh, Lou Williams has been such a team player and such a great uh, off-the-bench player, you know, uh, like you said, tremendous scorer. And uh, to have that taken out of your lineup, all of a sudden you got to readjust your lineup. Like you said, they're already two or three men down. Uh, and just it's, it's just idiotic that he would do this. And, uh, you know, and kind of thumbing his nose at uh, the uh, pandemic and uh, so forth. So, just uh, like you said, outside of shaking your head, you got to go, why? Well, what was this guy thinking? You know, and uh, like I say, uh, it, it is today's uh, athlete, for the most part, they're thinking of themselves and not their teammates. But, you know, back in the day, 
uh, you'd have some guys that would corral this and reel him in and uh, say, hey, think about the team. But that doesn't seem to be the case in a lot of situations, and I think this is one of them where this guy just put himself above the team. Yeah, of course, uh, he's getting uh, guys in the actual strip club taking photos of him. Always good. And then he said, it wasn't me. That was an old picture, of course. Then he's got his mask from uh, the Orlando situation that was issued to him there. So that kind of fell apart. His old alibi didn't work there. Anyway, on a positive note, your Boston Celtics, Kemba Walker, played nine minutes in his first scrimmage with the team. Sunday afternoon, he's coming back looking good. Of course, uh, the Celtics win 117-103 over the Suns. And he only played a brief uh, little bit of time. Do you feel good overall about your Celtics? Are you seeing some flashes there? Do you think they can uh, make a run at this thing in terms of uh, winning it all? Uh, no. Uh, at least not based on the first scrimmage I saw against Oklahoma City, where they their Ole defense just let them get to the uh, to the rim too easily, and uh, you know it was a good test for them. OKC's a very good team, and uh, just not happy at all with the start. Now, I will preference that by saying the starters didn't play at all in the second half, and the, the bench was very disappointing. Uh, but yesterday, a uh, different scenario. I am very concerned about Kemba's knee. You know, he's, he's on a minutes restriction. I uh, was on Celtics.com earlier today, and he was saying that he, it sucks, but he says uh, he's hoping that by the time the playoffs are here, he'll be able to play, you know, 20, 25 minutes. But, again, got to have Kemba Walker. But, again, like I said before, the one thing that I thought, two things that I thought would be uh, a detriment to the Celtics possibly winning a title, rebounding and their bench scoring. And both of those uh, uh, raised their ugly head on uh, their season, their uh, scrimmage opener with Oklahoma City. Now, again, a better start yesterday, Jalen Brown with over 20 points. I'll tell you, Jalen Brown has been playing unbelievable, under the radar in my opinion. Uh, I think this guy is really developing. I'm glad they got an extension with him and signed him to a a long-term deal, and I think this kid is really going to be something special. And uh, played very well yesterday. And, uh, you know, again, it's just scrimmages, and they're acting like it's scrimmages and not really not a lot of intensity on either side of the ball, uh, either side of the teams. So uh, uh, kind of concerned from that angle, but uh, I think the Celtics will get better. I do think you have to consider they're probably one of the top five teams that could contend for a title, but... Uh, got to shore up the defense and uh, that's one thing i know brad stevens will will harp on and that's one thing again with the knee injury and the knee situation that uh kemba has he's a really good uh, ball defender and uh if that knee's not going to hold up for him that's going to really uh hinder his defensive ability as well as his jump shots you know and his scoring ability so uh very concerned from that standpoint but uh hopefully the uh the Celts can get it going and uh you know, we'll get this thing rolling and hopefully nothing uh, will deter the season. We'll get a full season and uh, hopefully the the Celts are in the, in the finals. Switching gears to the NFL, the NFL players uh, are to report this week with rookies coming in. Of course, coaches have slowly been migrating back to NFL facilities. There's high-risk activity protocols underway now. Memos being sent out, uh, situations where uh, at least 15 uh, different aspects uh, they're being looked at in terms of things you can or can't do. There was a memo listing 15 conditions that qualify as long as players has a diagnosis on one of them on his medical records prior to the NFL agreement. The high-risk categories are cancer, chronic kidney disease, COPD, weakened immune system, 
uh, from solid organ transplant, serious heart condition, uh, heart failure, coronary artery disease, a sickle cell disease, type 2 diabetes, asthma. I mean, there's so many different things they're looking at. In the Is that all? Team. Yeah, and that's all just there. And then they're talking about all the aspects that you can't hang around high-risk areas, high-risk places, including this, Mike. Now, this is... And I can't even say this with a straight face because they're saying the NFL memo saying you can't go. Now, these are young guys. You can't go to any nightclub with more than 15 people. Now, you're 18 to 20 years old. You've got uh, millions in the bank, and you pull up in your beautiful Rolls Royce or your beautiful Maserati, and you get out, and the first thing you do is, hang on a sec, guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, 22 girls. Uh, guys, I'll, hey, have a great night. There's only supposed to be 15 people here, so I got to hit out of here. Not going to happen. An indoor yeah, bar with 15 yeah. people. Indoor bar, 15 people. Indoor house party, 15 people. Indoor music concert with more than 15 people. If you can't be around any more than 15 people, and you're asking folks to do this now, you know, both barbecues or cookouts, you're going to have a ton of people just in your own backyard. So you're wondering what to do from an NFL perspective. I just right now. See, from a safety aspect, the NFL, to me, is going to be a no-go because of the situation with when you're done at the end of the day, these guys are going home. It's not what happens while they're at the facility. It's what happens when they leave the facility. There's no bubble here, so they break the bubble every day to go home, to go wherever. Now, let's say one of them off at a Walmart or a Wawa or a Fast Mart and grab something afterwards, touch the wrong thing, come back the next day, get quarantined, and so forth and so on. So those are the things that concern me about the NFL. College football, I think, is a non-starter right now. I can't see any sustainable way college football continue in the fall with the situation with the travel and the travel restrictions. So right now, as it is, I see the NBA as the only viable situation under the current structure of the bubble. And like you and Ben were talking earlier, Major League Baseball, if they want to maybe put a delay, hit the brakes on this, send everybody out to Arizona for a week to 10 days, let them make sure they're all quarantined under that bubble environment in Arizona or Florida or somewhere with a capacity to have the games in a complex setting where everybody stays there. That's the only way it can happen because somebody is going to color outside the line. Somebody's going to touch the wrong thing and somebody is going to do the wrong thing. So that's the situation that bothers me the most about what's happening now with baseball. Baseball cannot go on. And, Mike, you know I'm the most optimistic guy. As a matter of fact, I, I look at the positives and everything, and I think, hey, we can do it. We can do it. We, we just can't do it. it. It's a safety thing. No. If I play for the Yankees, I can't go in that clubhouse and feel comfort, comf, uh, confident or comfortable in any way, shape, or form. And now I'm asking the fact that I've got to go back and maybe take this back to my family. And you look at Mike Trout. His wife is pregnant, due to give birth any day, and he's sitting there thinking to himself, wait a minute. You know, do I want to put myself, I got millions in the bank, I got a baby on the way, do I want to risk this? Russell Wilson, of course, a quarterback for the Seahawks, his wife's pregnant. All these guys are asking these questions, and there's a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. Do you see, uh, of course, the bubble effect of the NBA? Yes, we can do this, but NFL, college football, NHL, and now Major League Baseball, do you think it's going to be over before it even starts? Well, uh to be honest with you, I kind of hope it's that way because I don't want to see uh, the NFL get five games in and say your favorite team is four and one, and all of a sudden they say the lights go out and that's it because uh, they have a situation pop up like we, we have, we've seen with the Miami Marlins. So uh, in a way, I'm saying, you know, uh, 
maybe it's better you just don't start and just wait till next season. Now, of course, the owners are balking at that because they've got to recoup some kind of money to uh, try to, you know, uh, make a little bit of money. And, of course, we know the salary cap in the NFL is going to be affected uh, and the salary cap in the NHL and the NBA is probably going to be affected too. So, uh, again, it's one of those things where it makes you we – we were wondering about this. We were thinking to ourselves – it's great that we hear the news they're going to get back up and running, but there is always in the back of my mind, and I'm sure yours and a lot of other sports fans, that something is going to burst. And like we saw with Miami, several players and coaches are going to come down with this stuff. And again, they were in Philadelphia, so they're now quarantined in Philadelphia, and it's going to uh, you know put a halt to their seasons and now, now, what do you do with the rest of the league? I mean, the rest of the games, you know, they've gotten going. They've 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 had TV. Uh, it's been on TV. They've had good ratings. Uh, I think the uh, Nats Yankees season opener uh, was watched by 4.2 million. So obviously the sports star fan is, is willing to watch and uh, so forth. It's it's a tough tough situation. And I'm with you. I don't think football, college, or pro can get it going because travel. And, uh, again, if you're not in a bubble, this thing is not going to work, I don't think. And I don't know how you're going to do a bubble with uh, the NFL and college teams. I really don't. Mike uh, Neville, our special guest, of course, uh, the owner of MHM Productions, a longtime broadcaster, high school, college, and pro. We're going to take a break in just a moment. Before we go to break, just want to get your take real quick on the Jets. Uh, Jamal Adams, of course, is now been traded to the Seattle Seahawks. But he basically demanded this trade, and uh, he kept poking the bear, poking the bear, trying to say things about ownership. And then he went off on a tirade against Adam Gase, the coach, saying he wasn't a leader. He never did anything with the players, never had any communication, let other guys on the coaching staff talk to the players. But when you bash your head coach openly like this, could you see somebody uh, on the Chicago Bears doing this to a Mike Ditka, how well that would play, or guys <laughs> like that? You talk about old school, new school situation. Adam Gates not even a tweet about this uh, or really even a comment uh, other than, hey, we'd love to have him on the team. And now he's been jettisoned off to Seattle. So what do you think about this scenario with the Jets in terms of Adams demanding a trade and then attacking his coach verbally in the public setting? Well, he he finally, like you say, he poked the bear, poked the bear, and finally figured out a way to get out of there. And uh, this is what is happening now. You, we, he's not the only one. We've seen other uh, athletes do this. They, they, you know, make some noise, make some waves, and eventually they get what they want, and that is to get away from the team they're currently with. And uh, Adams, who's a tremendous player, and uh, I'm certainly not disappointed he's left because the uh, the Bills had to uh, <laughs> see him twice a year. So uh, they're still going to they're still going to see him this year once because they do play Seattle, but. Uh, uh, again, this is today's athlete. What you know, they uh, they uh, moan and groan, and uh, eventually uh, the coaches and the uh, organization says, "You know what? Let's just." And to the Jets' credit, they got a pretty good haul for him. You know, uh, got some good draft picks. So uh, from that standpoint, you know, Jets fans are probably screaming at the organization for letting him go. But if the guy doesn't want to be there, and if he's going to disrupt the clubhouse, you got to find a way to move him on, and they did. And they did, and we're going to take a timeout. We've got Mike Mike Neville on the line with us. We'll continue our conversation with him. We're going to talk about an all-time record by number 14, Pete Rose, on this very day, and much, much more. You're listening to Sports King on a Monday morning. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is former Virginia Tech defense coordinator Bud Foster, and you're listening to a Sports King, Jamie King on Sports 106.1. 
Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more. Hi, it's the Sports King, Jamie King, and I'm here to offer you truly life-changing advice. If you or someone you know suffers from foot pain, don't delay. Take immediate action and visit the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross with two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. I know firsthand he changed my life and totally restored my foot. He will do the same for you. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. You're listening to the man who thinks that Velcro is nothing more than a ripoff. The Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. Monday morning mayhem on the Sports King as Major League Baseball. It's a fluid situation. We want to go right now to the Sports King Sports Desk with Ben Maitland, who has this breaking update. Ben, take it away. Thank you, Jamie. Good morning to you again. Uh, this came across a little while ago, an expected statement. I, I would say we expected a statement at some point this morning from Major League Baseball, and we have that statement. The statement from Major League Baseball reads, and I quote, Tonight's scheduled games between the Miami Marlins and the Baltimore Orioles at Marlins Park and the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Yankees at Citizens Bank Park have been postponed while Major League Baseball conducts additional COVID-19 testing. The members of the Marlins traveling party are self-quarantining in place while awaiting the outcome of those results. Major League Baseball has been, in, has been coordinating with the Major League Baseball Players Association, the Marlins, the Orioles, the Marlins weekend opponent, the Phillies, and club medical staffs, and will continue to provide updates as appropriate. That is the statement from the league on the current situation around the sport this morning. Back to you. Thank you very much, Ben Malin. Uh, staying on top of it, it is a fluid situation as we return with our great friend Mike Neville, of course, owner of MHM Productions. He has covered it all, high school, college, and pro sports, and he rejoins us. Mike, I did want to touch on a few things that hit me uh, over the weekend that I looked at, and one of which, the saga with former Washington Redskins. Oops, I better not say that, Mike. I meant Washington <laughs> football team, a new play on words. When you say go team, that would be referring to our team, the Washington football team. It's going to take a while. Mike took 87 years to get there, and I can't forget overnight. But I digress. Alex Smith, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, a guy that was a star in college, a star with the Niners, a star with the Chiefs, came to Washington, get off to a very impressive start. As you know, I love him from a standpoint of his thought process as a quarterback, his skills, not the biggest guy, but he did a lot of things, able to run enough to get out of trouble, was very creative, was a guy that could throw on time, was a great leader, very good uh, clubhouse guy. And he went through something after the injury uh, against the Texans where he's hit by a uh, couple of the players, including J.J. Watt, of course, his leg horrifically snapped like Joe Theismann's, reminiscent of that on the, the same date, actually, many years later. It was uncanny the way that happened. 
And then I saw the E60 report, which you may have seen as well, about Alex Smith's recovery, the road to recovery. It was probably one of the most gruesome injuries. And I was on the sideline the night Joe Theismann broke his leg. But the most gruesome injury I have ever seen from a standpoint of literally, Mike, at the very end of his recovery, his leg was so black and very little skin, if any, on his uh, injured leg to the point it was just basically bone with a little skin to the point where I looked at it. It was so horrific to view that you had to look away from it. I was like, man, this guy uh, was on the verge. Some people thought could have lost his life and many felt was definitely going to lose his leg. They were able to save it, surgically repair it and take uh, uh, some flesh from various parts of his uh, upper thigh area and so forth and try to cobble it together and miraculously, this guy's work ethic and dedication and all the things he did to get back to walking and then jogging and then working out. And you're thinking to yourself, what a blessing. The man can have a quality of life as a beautiful wife and family and a supportive family and money in the bank. Handsome guy, very smart guy, would be great in the booth. You would think that would be the next progressional move for him. But the word out of Ashburn is... He has been uh, basically by his doctors cleared, not team doctors, but allowed to come back to resume football activities. He's looking to return to the field, Mike Neville. So when you look at this situation, while I admire the heart and the character of Alex Smith beyond words, he's proven it to me. And if he wants to go in and ceremoniously take uh, the ball and hand off or complete a pass or maybe a drive and throw a touchdown and then wave to the crowd and walk off the field triumphantly, if that's what he's aiming for, fine. But it looks to me like he's gunning for an opportunity to be the starting quarterback in in Washington for this yet-to-be-named team. And you wonder the thought process here, while I admire his character and heart and drive, I have to question his thought process here because, you know, here was months ago barely wondering if he's going to survive this and be able to walk and now looking to play again. Your take on this? Well, it's a remarkable story or remarkable if he does come back and, you know, like you said, he wants to. Uh, Just unbelievable. And people go, well, this guy is crazy. He's nuts for doing this. But he's an athlete. They love the, uh, the roar of the crowd. They love the adulation they get. And, uh, you know, but I think, uh, you know, and he's a competitor. So I think you put all of those three factors together. That's why he wants to come back. And this presents quite a problem to the Redskins. Now, you said his doctors, meaning Alex Smith's doctors, have cleared him. The Redskins, or whatever they're called, uh, doctors, the team doctors, have not cleared him, or at least have not come out yet and said that. So that's where the interesting thing is going to be because – this throws a monkey wrench into the Redskins' plans. You know, they're grooming Dwayne Haskins. They had uh, the guy they picked up from Carolina as the backup, Allen. If Smith can come back and compete for that number one job, this throws a monkey wrench into their thinking. And my the reason I brought up the Redskins or the Washington football team's doctors is and we all know that there's uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Uh, so they have to give the uh, okay for him to come back. So my point being is maybe they will drag their feet, and uh, Alex will have to wait a little bit longer uh, to get in a ch- chance to be the number one quarterback. But I think it does throw 
a monkey wrench in. I personally, if he could come back at uh, 75%, I don't know. Do you think he's better at 75% than Dwayne Haskins at 100%? Do you think the uh, Washington team's opportunity to win with Smith is greater, even if he's at 75% than it is with Haskins at 100%? Who knows? But I do think this throws the monkey wrench into the red, uh, the uh, Washington team's uh, plans. And again, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because, again, He's got to get clearance from the team doctors. And, again, behind the scenes, they may be saying, hey, somehow drag this out. Let's not make this a, a, you know, a quick decision. And uh, who knows what's going to happen. Mike, here's my take on this. If he's 90%, if he's anywhere close to being Alex Smith of old and can move around well enough, if I'm Ron Rivera, I've got a multi, uh, multi-nominated and, and a player that's been in the Pro Bowl three times, a guy that has – 6'4", 213-pounder, thrown for over 34,000 yards in his career, 193 touchdowns, 101 interceptions, has a winning uh, percentage as a quarterback, 94-66-1. The guy can win. The guy proved it before he got injured. The skins were winning under him. You wonder if Ron Rivera says, okay, I'm going to play the best guy, the veteran leader, or if you say, you know what, you know, he's damaged goods, it's not a good look, we got to go with the rookie. I don't think you anoint a Haskins Jr. until you see what Alex Smith can do because if he can return to form or close to form, is that not better than a rookie, in essence? I mean, he has a year under him, but basically a rookie quarterback that you wonder what he's going to do in terms of uh, can he take uh, the team where you want it to go? And you're looking at uh, Smith. He has an 87.3 passer rating. He ran for 2,600 yards throughout his career, 15 rushing touchdowns. Not a big threat there. But the nor, the former number one pick in the first round 2005 draft, you're talking about a guy that can elevate a team and do th- great things under center before this injury. You wonder what he has left and if he's able to come back. Now, if it's a situation that's foolhardy and he's not the guy you thought he was, don't you owe it to him to give him that opportunity to come in here and try to win this job? Because you're looking at a situation where you just say, we're going to give it to Haskins when Haskins hasn't really earned it. You're looking at a situation with Smith. He went down due to injury and you're now in a situation where you're like, what do we do here? I say, if Smith is ready to go and if I'm coaching and I've been a coach before, I'm going with that veteran leader. If he's close to returning to what he was now, if there's a precipitous fall off and you're like, ah, he doesn't look anywhere near the way he used to. And he really hobbles back there and it's just not a good look and he can't do what he used to. Then of course you have to play the young guy, but if it's close and he's anywhere near that facsimile of what he was, I think you have to get Alex Smith back in that lineup. If he's able to play the way he was. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, you just don't hand the job to Haskins if Smith can come back and, and compete. And let's, let's face it, Smith's not coming back to be a backup or a mentor. He's coming back to play. He, you know, you don't make this decision. To, you know, yes, I said he's a competitor, and he's a competitor because he wants to be the starting quarterback of a football team. So uh, that's number one. Number two with regard to Rivera, he carries uh, quite a bit of weight from what we've seen in the offseason with regard to his relationship with Dan Snyder. And uh, his say in the organization, in fact, I think Rivera's going to have a hand in renaming the uh, franchise. So he yields quite a bit of power. So, again, 
Uh, I think if he goes to Snyder and says, hey, look, Alex is looking pretty sharp. I think he's going to be our man. I don't think Snyder's going to say, look, we spent a first-round pick on Hassens. we got to play the young kid. I think Rivera's going to win out in that situation. But I'm with you. I, you, you and I kind of think alike in that regard where I uh, – you know, and I think for the locker room, if you you want to, you know, I hear the enthusiasm in your voice, and you know, you weren't too high on this franchise coming into this season, but I think you you would have to agree. I think if Alex Smith is close to being a hundred percent, even at seventy five, eighty percent, I think the chances of the Redskins posting a winning record are much higher than with Delaney Haskins. That's just my opinion. But again. Uh, I think Rivera carries a lot of weight uh, with Snyder, and I think if uh, Smith, and I'm just unbelievable, I never thought uh, I would say this this soon with regard to Alex Smith. I thought there was an outside chance that he might come back after that gruesome injury and uh, make, try to make a run, but it sounds like, from what I've been reading and hearing, that he is really uh, excited about the progress he's made and the work he's put in to uh, get rehabilitated and uh, like you say, if he's 75 80%, I think you got to give the guy a, a major shot at being your number one quarterback. Well, if there are fans that return eventually, and he is a starting quarterback, you hope fans return. But uh, when they do return, they deserve to give this guy a standing ovation because remember this, and Redskins fans now, Washington football team fans, have to understand the reason I'm high on Alex Smith, folks, before the situation unfolded and imploded in D.C., through the first nine games with Alex Smith under center, the Redskins then, is what they were called, were 6-3. and three. They were dominating. Yeah. Of course, he signed a $94 million extension with the team. His debut, he had 255 yards passing, two touchdowns against the Cardinals. He was playing well before this happened. Now, during that game against Houston, uh, of course, he suffered a spiral compound. Now, you have to understand this comeback. He's had currently 17 surgeries, 17 painful surgeries, and they've had all kinds of issues along the way. Doctors suggested, as we mentioned, an amputation above uh, the right knee would be his only option uh, there. He had skin grafts. He had all kinds of issues there in recovery. This recovery has been nothing short of remarkable. So I applaud the man just for trying to come back. And you look at this situation. He's a great community guy, a great leader. And I know one thing. If he gets in that huddle, you would look at him in a different light and say, hey, what a leader this guy is. He loves us and cares enough and competes enough and wants to win enough to be our leader to step in here. That's going to make me block a lot better. That's going to make me run a lot harder, try to catch balls, because I want to show this guy back here that nearly lost his leg and his life that I'm giving him everything I have on every play because I want to protect him at all costs and give him a chance to be successful because what he's doing for us. And I'm saying that from a standpoint of this comeback, he will be comeback player of the year if he's able to play. But I agree with you, Mike. I I really think this guy should be your starter if he does uh, come back and even close. You can't go with a perceived rookie, if you will. Um, with one year experience versus an Alex Smith, it just you have to go with the hot hand. And Smith only went down because of injury. We're going to take a timeout. Come back, close out with Mike Neville. Go over some news and notes. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, this is number 26, former Redskin defensive back and Super Bowl champion Danny Copeland. You're listening to my main man Jamie King on Sports King Show on Sports 1061. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hail to the Redskins. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We know the last few months have been, to say the least, a learning curve. 
from teaching your kids at home to figuring out video conferences or even remembering the right way to go down aisles. We had a lot to learn, and our dealership did too. After all, our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy for our customers. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution, CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to cmascolonialhonda.com, select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. And don't worry, we're always here to answer questions. If you'd like to complete it all online and you're not sure about something, give us a call and we can virtually walk you through it. Or you can take any of these steps in the dealership if that's more comfortable for you. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. The Sports King Studio line is now open. If you got a sports question, thoughts on your mind about your favorite team, we'd love to hear from you at 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. And welcome back, everyone. Monday morning, closing it out with our great friend Mike Neville. And uh, we were talking about Alex Smith. And before we get to that continuing story on Smith, we want to let you know that Major League Baseball and 30 owners have a 1230 coming up just after the Sports King program today. A call 30 owners going to discuss the future of baseball and whether they'll continue on or take a pause. We don't know. We will find out and keep you posted here on Sports 1061 as we return with Mike Neville, our great friend and longtime broadcaster, 36-year-old Alex Smith. Today, Mike, uh, coincidentally enough, is going to have his physical with the Washington Football Club. And I was laughing. I went to ESPN. I was looking, and uh, all the teams have their beautiful logos next to them. And my team has a shield with a line through it. Uh, Of course, you're old enough to remember, like I am, the America group, uh, a horse with no name, the song. We are the team with no name, basically. Well, actually, we are a team because that's what we are, the Washington football team. So anyway, it is what it is. So Smith has his physical today, so we're going to watch that closely to see about that. So Major League Baseball owners will be meeting here shortly and discussing the future of baseball. We should know something soon. I do want to let you know uh, some other news and notes, of course, uh, over the weekend. Don't know if you had the opportunity to watch or not. Michael Thompson, Mike, won without a gallery around him. Uh, he won and settled for a subdued victory at the 3M Open with a FaceTime call home to his wife and children in Georgia. The tears came from him as soon as his wife saw each other on the screen. Thompson birdied two of the last three holes Sunday for a 467 in a two-stroke victory, finishing his second PGA Tour win uh, after his first. He said it's a little sad that nobody was around out here to cheer, and that's got to be kind of tough. You know, you finally break through and you have another victory. You want to celebrate with the fans, and there's nobody there. It's uh, very tough. And, of course, Adam Long took second after a 64. Richie Wierenski, who shared the lead with Thompson after Friday, had a 70 for his first round of the tournament, settled for a nine-way tie for third, three strokes back. Tony Finau, a guy that I keep waiting to break through, finished in third place at 68. He was the only one of the five uh, world top 30 players in the field to reach the weekend. Uh, Thompson finished with a 1,900-265 at TPC Twin Cities. He said he was no, more nervous this weekend than he anticipated, but a big win for him. Your thoughts on golf? Uh, do you feel like uh, golf is doing the right things out there? Yeah, I really do. And uh, like you say, it's a shame that there's no uh, um, fans around to uh, cheer on this young man. I was so happy to see him win. His reaction, of course, he's adopted uh, 
him and his wife have adopted two kids and uh, just so happy for the young man and, you know, closed it out a pair of birdies in the last three holes to secure the win. And uh, uh, Tony Finau, Jamie, he reminds me of Ricky Fowler. He, there's potential there, tremendous potential, but he can never close. He's always in the hunt like Fowler, but when it comes to crunch time and you know, pulling, uh, getting a W, he can't pull the trigger. He can't finish, and it's just so frustrating. Uh, Finau is such a big guy, and uh, he's, you know, for such a big guy, he's got a great touch, but uh, just something that's holding him back, just like Ricky Fowler. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I like in Finau, much to you and me, we play. You, you get close to me, just can't break through. Whenever we play, it's always that Finau situation where I pull away for the victory, and, and uh, I kind of see that Finau aspect in you a lot of kind of uh, the correlation there, I think, is very close. As well. I, t- I told you about that drinking problem that you've got. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. Mike Neville, on this date, I want to let you know this, July 27th, 1984, Pete Rose sets the all-time singles record on July 27th, 1984, surpassing Ty Cobb with 3,053 career singles, the most all-time. Mike, Pete, of course, can't get in the hall, despite the fact that Major League Baseball is now opening its door to all kind of betting sites throughout most of the stadiums are going to start hanging signage and so forth. That was then. This is now. Uh, betting and sports betting is now in vogue in Major League Parks and throughout Major League Sports. It's becoming more uh, of a thing to do now for everyone from DraftKings to all the sporting betting leagues. But, hey, we can't get Pete back because he bet on the sport back then. We can't look at it in a different light now. Let's keep this guy out forever, and then maybe 100 years from now after he's long gone, we'll think about instituting him and bringing him back in. Mike, is this just absolutely ludicrous on every level? How do you see it? Yeah, we can have drug abusers and uh, so forth in, in the uh, Hall of Fame, but this guy bet on baseball. We got we can't have him, and you know that, that's that's a lot more serious than uh, you know a drug addiction or drug abuse. I mean, come on, you know this guy is the greatest hitter of all time. He was uh, exemplified what sports is about with his hustle, and uh, sometimes careless play. I say careless play because of that great All Star game when he barreled over Ray Fossey and absolutely pummeled him at the plate. Uh, but that was the competitive spirit and and Pete Rose, you know, the uh, the All-Star game is supposedly just an exhibition, but that's the kind of drive this guy had and uh you know, it just to me uh, I thought there was a a movement a few years ago. There's still is there lost while you'll see up uh uh, friends of mine will post on Facebook, you know, why is this guy not in the Hall of Fame? And do you, you think maybe there's some momentum going to get him inducted? But I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But I just don't know how you can keep uh, the greatest uh, hitter in baseball. And like say, what do you, do you exemplify with his hustle and uh, spirit for the game? Uh, how you keep him out of the Hall of Fame is beyond me. Mike, when you see him run to first base, when you see him hustle on every single play, I mean, when a fan would go to a game and, and a father with a son or a daughter would look out and see 14 and say, look, that's how you play the game. And when you'd watch from home and you just marvel at this guy's effort, you say he never cheated the fans. He never cheated his teammates. He gave everything he had. And he got uh, put down by some other – I remember it was Sparky Anderson, some other folks that gave him the nickname. They say, hey, look at Charlie Hustle out there because he's running uh, shagging balls with the same speed and agility and effort uh, in practice as he would in a game. He just gave everything of himself to the game. And now the game right now – 
is basically saying, hey, you know, because of what you did, even though we're allowing that gambling into the actual uh, uh, baseball area now, you're still uh, persona non grata. you got to stay out of the situation. I don't know. I just hope it changes. Just my personal take. I did want to ask you about the New York football giants. They're releasing their Pro Bowl kicker, Aldrich Rojas, just days before training camp starts. 25-year-old was charged with three misdemeanors stemming from a June 15 hit-and-run crash in Butte County, uh, California. He faces charges of reckless driving on a highway hit-and-run property damage, driving while suspended, revoked for DUI, alcohol, drugs. He can still face discipline from the NFL. The league has indicated recent weeks the matter remains under review. I mean, you're sitting there with that situation. Then you have the DeAndre Baker situation. Of course, Baker facing four counts of armed robbery, four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm. The alleged robbery occurred during an illegal dice gambling game at a Miramar, Florida house with 15 to 20 occupants in attendance during the coronavirus. Of course, a commotion ensued after parties were accused of cheating with loaded dice, and they had loaded weapons there. So, Mike, as I say, you're looking at these situations, and that situation with Rojas is one, Baker's the other, and now they're saying Baker is trying to pay off the people there, saying, "Hey, even though I held gun at you at your head, just tell everybody that it didn't happen." Uh, bizarre, the word. I, I, you know, when you look at these guys, you just wonder. You know, you're making millions of dollars. You can't go to a to a uh, poker game or sit there and have a barbecue and just enjoy yourself. Am I that old school? Maybe that. Uh, the enjoyment of being around people is one thing that I don't think I ever pulled a nine millimeter on you during any of our sit down uh, functions that we were at. Just a thought. No, if it was, it was a toy gun. That's for sure. It wasn't the real ones. Wasn't the real thing. But yeah, this is crazy. I mean, these guys. You, you think you know, Jamie, you and I, and a lot of other people would love to be in their position with regard to the money they're making, so your bills are paid and everything, and you're around, surrounded by family and friends, and always an argument ensues and something pops up, and then like you say, back in the old days, back in the old days, uh, you'd, you'd settle it with fisticuffs. You know, you you drop the gloves. Of course, you weren't playing hockey, but you would just you usually would just you know, beat each other up, and after it was done, you dust yourself off and say, uh, you know, let's go have a beer or whatever. But now, of course, it's a knife or a, uh, a handgun or whatever the case may be. It's a, it's a sad commentary on society. But uh, And, again, with these guys especially, like I say, uh, I don't know, a lot of these young guys have a lot of time on their hand, uh, and they don't know what to do with it. And a lot of money, they don't know what to do with that. So uh, it's something I think you're going to continue to see. Uh, and I think these leagues are going to get more and more uh, tougher on these uh, situations, but they should. Uh, and, uh, you know, like to say, the Giants taking action by cutting that kicker. And uh, now the question is, if it was Daniel Jones, would they have been so quick to pull the plug on him? Because uh, there are Good question. different standards, as you well know, for the superstar or the uh, up-and-coming uh, superstar as opposed to a uh, punter or kicker. Uh, Antonio Brown, of course, trying to get back in the league, retired last week, unretired this week, may retire next week, not sure. Do you want him in your locker room on your team real quick? Uh, no. Okay. Not even close to – I don't want him in the same area code. <laughs> you think he's that bad, huh? You don't like the risk-reward scenario there, huh? No, I do not like the risk-reward there. No, I do not. Annoying, well, obnoxious, a, yeah. disruptive – irritating i could go on for hours yeah we can't but before we get yeah, off mike i did want to go down to louisiana i don't know we have not heard from him all morning but i did want to hear real quick from ed ogeron go Tigers! fantastic as long as we get go that Tigers. in we know we're <laughs> exactly you gotta love a, ed go ogeron. Tigers. exactly 
And uh, it's one of those situations where you wonder if we'll get to see Coach O at all this year defending his title. Miles Brennan, the quarterback at LSU, a very talented guy, and I think would be very surprising under center for LSU. I think they're going to be great. We are going to wrap it up now. Mike, as always, thank you for your unique take on everything. And, of course, the top story of the day, the Yankees and Phillies are postponed tonight because of coronavirus. The Orioles-Marlins are postponed we're 13 now they say 13 cases of positive tests with players and staff there so mike thank you so much have a great rest of your week we look forward to having you back on the show always enjoy this fourth king you and ben have a great day my man you got it and uh, thank you so much for that folks once again all kinds of uh, cancellations right now a 12 30 conference call with uh, 30 plus teams uh, trying to get on the same page with Ron Manford to find out if they're going to continue or not continue so we're going to wait and hear about that and uh, that's where we're at right now but so far the home opener for the Orioles is off uh, uh, excuse me the Marlins home opener I guess the Orioles is off as well as the Philadelphia Phillies home game against the New York Yankees so that's the situation there and uh, we'll keep you up to date all week long on this for Ben I'm Jamie I hope you guys have a great Monday and sorry to have to deliver the news about Major League Baseball in deep, deep peril right now. We're hoping something can be done. We just don't know right now. It's a fluid situation. We want to thank Mike Neville and all of you on Facebook Live as well as uh, Sports 106.1. Have a great rest of your day. Be nice to one another. It's going to get better, and we'll keep you updated as things break. I'm Jamie King for the Sports King. We'll see you tomorrow.